Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. So, so, so this, this, this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. I got to set this up as we're going into counterculture. I have to set it up a certain way. I was convicted to set it up a certain way. I'm ready to jump into the differences between culture and kingdom. I'm ready to jump into practices we've adopted that's not biblical. I'm ready to jump into habits that we might have that we think is godly but it's not scriptural. I'm ready to do all of that. But before that, I'm convicted. I'm convicted. He said to me that that's not first. That's not first. Because the strength of counterculture the strength of standing against the wiles of the devil. The strength of that is the gospel. We'll talk about it. Just walk with me as we go, right? Yep. The strength of it is the gospel. So it's not just going against the culture or going against the grain because we're in this. No, no. The, the, the strength to stand against the wiles of the devil is the gospel, is what Jesus has done for us. Let me break it down and let's, let's go into it. So I got to kind of re, redo and review Sunday. The resurrection is not an Easter sermon. It is the gospel that we are not ashamed of. Amen? Amen. He said, go into all the earth and preach the gospel. You got it, uh, Minister Ivy? Okay. Uh, he said, go and preach the gospel. So it's good to preach other things and whatever, whatever, but our charge is to continuously preach the death, well, the, the life, death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior. That never gets old. All right? So I'm not, I'm not telling y'all that so you can brace yourself to be like, oh my God, we're going to hear this again. No, trust me. And if you feel that way, you got the wrong, <laughs> you got the wrong perspective already. So let's get into it. Just, just really quick. I'm not going to, I always say I'm not going to hold you long, but <laughs> I try not to. Are y'all happy to be here tonight? So In the beginning, right? Let's talk about this. I'm not even going to walk it like I did Sunday. But in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Do we believe that? Say yeah. yeah. Earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. The spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep, the darkness. The spirit of the Lord is hovering over the darkness. God said, let there be light. There was light. Right? Uh, the light here was not the sun. He had not yet created the sun. Right? Ain't that weird? So God creates light. And then light is, is not just light. It, it also means understanding. We talked about Sunday. Light is understanding, illumination, or wisdom. All right? So before God put the world back in order, he got understanding. Not that he didn't understand anything, but he's teaching us how to handle chaos. Can I say that one more time slow? God is teaching us how to handle chaos. Don't try to arrange things in the dark. Don't try to fix stuff in the dark when you don't understand. Don't try to adjust things in the space of confusion. That was a good point right there. Yeah, because you're trying to fix relationships you don't even understand. Ask God for wisdom and understanding. Who is this person in my life? Because right now, I'm thinking they my boo. So I'm trying to adjust them to be my boo. So I might be fixing something in the dark. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> you can lose good friends putting them in the wrong place in your life. 
that's not the sermon tonight, but we'll get into that as we go. So now light is, uh, is, is, is understanding, it's wisdom. It's also salvation. Light is salvation and his way. Light is his way. Light is salvation. He brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. That's speaking of going from death to life. That's speaking of coming from out of sin into salvation, into his way. Coming out of our way into his way. So God is saying, let there be my way. I thought two more people would respond to that, but it's fine. You're taking it in. You're not out. You're taking it in. I got it. I hope. Did you get it? I just want to make sure y'all got it. So God looked at the chaos and said, chaos is not like me. Let there be my way. Let there be light. And there was light. Darkness is also, uh, darkness is confusion, ignorance, sin, or our way. When you move in the dark, you do it your way. Got the culture already. When you make moves in the dark, when you're ignorant of something, when you don't have the full understanding, you're doing it your way. When you operate outside of wisdom, you're doing it your way. The only thing, that's, the only thing is when you do things your way, you're responsible for any consequence. When you do things God's way, he's responsible. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Okay, so, so, so he says, let there be light. There was light. So he separated, look at this, light from darkness. Whoa, 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 whoa. He called the light day and the darkness night. Without sun or moon, that's day, that's night. So it's not just literal to me, it's figurative as well. Weeping may endure for a night. Night could be a season of confusion and, and, and struggle. And, but joy comes in the, in the day. Day could mean uh, uh, joy. It could mean uh, uh, overcoming. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to move it fast, but I'm trying to move it where you understand it. So God here separates this is, this, is, this is our lives right here. God here separates light from darkness, but doesn't destroy darkness. You, you understand what I'm saying? If darkness is a problem, confusion, sin, and all these are way, if that's a problem, destroy darkness. Light doesn't destroy darkness. Light puts darkness in its place. Ooh. I'm going to say it slower. Did y'all hear what I just said? It was completely dark before we came in here. Now the lights are on. The darkness is not gone, but it's in its place. It's under your seat. I still see the shadow. If you stand up, it'll be on the floor. But wherever darkness is, it should be beneath you. Good God Almighty, I'm sorry. Woo! Look at your neighbor and say, put darkness in its place. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, so darkness is still there. Once you get saved and the light is on, and you got Jesus, and you got the Holy Spirit, and hallelujah, it doesn't mean sin is gone. Uh-oh. How many of y'all have sinned after you got saved? So stop looking at me like that. Just because I'm saved don't mean sin is gone. It means the penalty and power of sin, it don't control me no more. Look at somebody say, I'm over it. Good God Almighty. Let me calm down for two minutes. So just because I'm saved don't mean sin is gone out of my life. It's still in my members. Paul said, I find there's another law in me. Because when I would do good, this is Paul. This is not Saul. This is not before he got converted. This is after he got converted. I'm sorry. I do that sometimes. It's good to see y'all tonight. Love you. Please come back. 
This is after he got converted. He saw Jesus as light, knocked him off his horse. Jesus didn't slap him. The force of his glory, the force of his presence, him showing up, humbled him to the point where he knocked him off his high horse. That's the first thing God does when he shows up in our life. He knocks us off our high horse. <laughs> That's why people don't like Jesus, because the first thing he do is not address your problem. He knocks you off your there are a lot of people who love their horses, so they stay away from Jesus so they can keep riding. He put darkness in its place. He separated it. You as a Christian are going to have to learn to separate light from darkness. His way from yours. That's what I'm saying. You're going to have to learn to differentiate your way from his because both are still in you. Just because you got the Holy Spirit don't mean he will override your way. He will, bring, uh, he will bring the kingdom perspective or suggestion, but he will not make you choose his way. You got to put darkness in his place. No, Ty, that's you. That's you. That's you, Ty. That's you. You still exist, but you're under my feet. This is the life of a, of a believer, y'all, period. Every day, every minute, some of us every second, like me, nope, 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 nope. Paul said, I bring myself, I bring myself under. I bring myself under subjection unless I preach to you, but I'd be a castaway. Paul had a lot of pride. He said, yo, I got to put myself down. No apostle did it for him. No pastors humbled him. He said, I got to learn what darkness is in my own life. If you don't recognize your own darkness, it will rain in the daytime. Woo! People whose life is full of darkness is people who live by their own choices. There's a way that seems right. I'm jumping all over counterculture right now. Let me chill. Put darkness in its place. Just because darkness is, exists don't mean it's you. It's it should be still you. Okay. You got a fornication issue. Fornication, I'm saved now. Let me stop that. You still want to hit somebody up in the DMs. You still want to... St that Holy Ghost didn't take that darkness. It's quiet for some reason to my right. Let me go to the left. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying fornication, okay? Uh, but that, that, it might be lying. All liars should have their part. It might be lying. I don't know what it is. But salvation did not kick out the darkness. You have to now say, now that the light is here, it exposes what is dark in my life, and I have to subdue it. Not God, not my pastor, not the choir. I now have power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means... bad news is you got to do it. The good news is he gave you power to. I thought y'all would shout a little louder than that. I said the bad news is you got to do it. But the good news is not without his power. Behold, I give you power. I got you. I got you. I give you power. You separate it. Light from darkness, you're going to have to learn how to separate your mom makes your food, she's, she's separate. Okay, make sure you have all the... You got to do it now. 
Everybody's not going to be accountable for you. You got to be accountable for yourself. He now has the light on. He has wisdom. He's making decisions by wisdom now. Your decisions to establish the structure and order of your life should be established with, through, and by wisdom. This is counterculture all day because nobody makes decisions based on what's the wisest decision. The world is impulsive. You can't afford to move too fast in this season because you might put things in the wrong place. And I mean like beliefs and settings, how you view certain things. You might put it in the wrong place. So use wisdom to bring order to the chaos in your life. Use wisdom, not, not remedies unless wisdom leads you there. Yeah, because the world has remedies so we won't need wisdom. There's a remedy for everything. We Google before we pray. And so you do what Google says, but that's not what your spirit needs. Or that's not what your body needs. You understand what I'm saying? Now you get an allergic reaction because you follow Google instead of God. Who do you ask? Google or God? The world has a remedy for everything so that we will not depend on God. Trust me. They got certain people, uh, physicians, no, not physicians, <laughs> masters of physics and all that, trying to describe and explain like the Red Sea parting. Thank you for that, Tim. I just needed one person to do that for me. They're trying to, ex science is going to explain how the Red Sea opened. What? This certain time of the year when the, when the cool, the cool west, the west wind, they're explaining everything to devalue and discredit the supernatural power of our God. But they can explain the Red Sea, but you can't explain my testimony. He picked me up, turned me around, y'all quiet. He placed my, you can explain that, but you can't explain how he changed my life. You stop screaming. I'll be looking at these videos like you scream too much. So you can explain science and how the water was turned into wine. You can explain that. But you cannot tell me how I know he's real to me. <laughs> Never mind. Let me, let, me, let me go. Look at your name and say, he's real to me. So he restores order, puts the sun here, stars here, all that. We went through all that Sunday. I'm not going to go through all that. He goes through all that. He restores order, and then he blesses it. Blessings follow order. Blessings follow order. You want to be blessed? Get order in your life. Oh, yep, that was a good one. I mean, it's going to be, I'm going to tell you all now, we might not love counterculture. I'm telling you all right now. Because if Jesus came to Orlando right now and started a church, you think you would join. You think, you, oh, I'm going to be right there. Yeah, but wait till he opened that mouth. Y'all quiet now. Now everybody's quiet. Yeah, we don't really want Jesus. Yeah, get ready, y'all. We don't really want Jesus. We want God. If Jesus started a church, no, we will go the first week and that's it. Because I actually, never mind. 
So just get ready to not come to counterculture or get ready to come to counterculture. And I'm talking about myself too. It's a two-edged sword. I'm, I'm getting stabbed before I, because I hear it first. I'm like, man, God, then I give it to you. I'm not above what I teach. Know that. I'm never above anything I teach. As we go, not as y'all go. Blessings follow order. If you want to be blessed in a certain area, get it in order. You want to be blessed relationally, get your relationships in order. You want your money blessed, get it in order. Blessings follow. Do we got that? Say yeah. All right, because I don't want to stay on the point too long if you already got it, but I want to make sure you got it. And I'm still going to say it again maybe Sunday, so oh well. He blessed it. He blessed it. Then he says, let's create man. He created man in our image. He creates man, places him in the garden, and then establishes boundaries, rules, regulations. Because even freedom has boundaries, law, and order. Everything that exists, you can exist, but not. The whale is free in the ocean. I mean, he'll kill every. <laughs> he done ate six seals in one gulp. Six seals. Six seals. <laughs> the whale can run down there. I mean, anything can happen, but he can't get on this water because he got boundaries and there are law and order that he can't survive in. Okay. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every man can live freely. You can do whatever you want. Hallelujah. But there are laws, boundaries, and order. Even if you don't want to obey the law, you still got to go to sleep. It's a human law made up in your members that you got to take it down. So as tough as you want to be, please, team no sleep. You can stay up for about three days. Let that fourth one come. No, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, be delirious, just doing everything wrong. I'll clean it. Let me just do it. I'll clean. You got to go to sleep. That's your human boundary. As tough as, as free as you, I'm just a liberalist. I, you got boundaries. You got boundaries. You can't see beyond a certain point because you got boundaries. You can't scream beyond a certain volume. Oh, because you got boundaries. You can't understand beyond a certain point. Oh, because you got as free and as liberal as you are, you got. You only got 32 teeth or 22 or two, but you got. Sorry, man. I love you, boy. <laughs> Even freedom has boundaries, law, and order. So man falls. He eats of the tree. Understand this. The enemy's biggest power is his mouth. That's why the enemy, God uh, uh, parallels him with the serpent. Okay? Serpent has no hands now. No legs now. Because their greatest power is their mouth. So the only way the enemy can attack you is by talking to you. And since day one, we've been losing battles because of what people say. I'm about to get out of here now. Eve lost that battle just because how somebody was talking to her. We got to learn to live beyond what people say. Never mind. The biggest thing the enemy can do is make a suggestion to you. Let me say it to the camera. The biggest thing the big old bad wolf devil can do to you is make a suggestion. 
Eve, Eve, why don't you eat this tree? If you're the big old bad devil, take it off the tree, jam it in their mouths, and the sin is going to be here. He can't do that. He can't touch you. Uh-oh. I just said something. Did y'all hear what I just said? I don't care how big and bad he talk. He does not have legal right to touch you because the Bible says, touch not my anointed. Look at your neighbor. I know it's corny. Just say, can't touch this. You can't, t- you can't touch this. There's glory over my life. There's anointing over my life. There's protection over my life. There's purpose over my life. So all you can do is talk. Don't be so moved by the talk. Some of us adjust everything because of, of the talk. You maneuver and augment your convictions because of the talk. Well, everybody else is... That's what they say. Why is their word more powerful than his? This is better than I thought. So now sin enters in. And now we're all born, like I said Sunday, we're all born in sin. Not the act, but the condition. Okay? We're all born in the condition of sin, the room of sin. So anything you choose in that room is just wrong. Anything without God. The Bible goes as far as to say, whatever is not of faith is sin. That's the, your Bible says that. So anything you choose in the room of sin don't mean you're righteous. Only Jesus makes you righteous. Only Jesus makes you right with God. So people are trying to do good things in the sin room. And saying, please, I give to the poor, please. I did, I, yeah, but you haven't accepted Christ. So you're trying to do good in a wrong room. That whole room is going to be thrown into the lake. <laughs> it don't matter who in it. The whole room is going to be thrown into the lake. So why pride yourself over the good you do in the wrong room? Ask your neighbor, what room are you in? What room? <laughs> because you can't help at some point. It's, it's, it's the condition of sin. It's not even the act. What I mean by that is you could be two years old. Did you eat the cookie? No. Your parents never lied to you. You're too young to know what a lying is on television, but it's in us. Y'all feel what I'm saying now? So we're born in the room of sin. All of our choices will be sinful. We lie. We st- you sneak. You, you three years old like... Where you, where, you, where you going? Where you going? Nowhere, 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 nowhere. How you know to sneak? Oh, I can't wait till. Y'all, are y'all with me? How you know to sneak and you two and a half about to be three? You never your age. You always about to be. I'm about to be three. You two. How old are you? About to be 14. You're 13. <laughs> about to be 14. You're 13. That's what you are. How do you know to sneak at that young age? It's in the flesh package. You got to know how you're born to to really, really accept and embrace and appreciate Christ. You got to know that you're born with your back against him. To appreciate the fact that he came to turn us right back. Good God Almighty. I need grateful people right there to say, thank you, Jesus. 
We call sin acts. Sin is a posture. Sin is a condition. Because after a while, if you're in the sin room, the condition of sin, you'll adjust to the temperature. If it's cold in there, after a while, you're going to put clothes on. If it's hot in here, eventually you're going to adjust to the temperament of the room. So that's why God says, I got to find an answer to those that were born in sin. So now Jesus comes through the volumes of the book. My man, Jesus comes through 40 and 2 generations. He comes through a virgin Mary, as we learned last week. Wasn't it incredible last week, y'all? If you was here, seven last crosswords. He comes through Mary, which means bitterness and rebellion. So Jesus is birthed because of rebellion. Another scripture says they refer to him, they refer to him as the son of man. Right? Either the son of God or the son of man. He did that to relate to us because uh, Jesse, the father of David, they call him the root of Jesse. They call Jesus the root of Jesse. Hallelujah. The word, the name Jesse means man. So Jesus is the son of man. Jesse, when he had David, he stepped out of his marriage. Okay. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Let's say it again slow. David said, in sin did my mother conceive me. Right. So if Jesse is his father who had a wife and his mother was in sin, one plus one always equals two. Just want y'all to know that. So Jesus is born out of because of sin. He's the fruit of a sinful act. He's the fruit of rebellion and sin. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? The results of sin and rebellion marrying, marrying each other is Jesus. I got you. I got you. Just keep coming. He's here because we messed up. He's here because we dropped the ball. He's birthed out of rebellion. We good, God. He's birthed out of sin. I'm doing me. He's birthed out of that. That's why he's not intimidated by it. Oh, God, never mind. That's, I'll, I'll break that down later because they didn't really get that one. So now Jesus comes to settle the sin condition. We got air condition. I'm just playing. So Jesus comes to settle the sin condition. He comes to address the sin problem. I say it all the time I live and indulge me. You're going to hear it for a minute. We just getting started. We're only two years old. Shout out anniversary, y'all. Two years old. Jesus, <laughs> y'all funny. He comes to handle the sin condition, which is why people don't rock with Jesus. God, yes. Allah. Whatever God you hear, the, God, the Hindu God, we do all that, but not Jesus. Because Jesus addresses your sins. And we don't want to believe we have them. We don't want to believe how we live and what we feel and what we do is wrong. So we'd rather not deal with Jesus because all they're going to do is point out every little... No, he came to tell you what's not pleasing to God. Not to the church. Here we go. Jesus came to get us in right standings with God the Father, not with the church. 
You don't have to be saved and accept Christ to join the church. Who cares about the church? To be right with God, no man comes to the Father. Jesus said, I am the Are y'all hearing me? So the people don't want to deal with Jesus because they don't want to address their sins. You remember the woman at the well? All she wanted to do was give the man water. I just want to get water and get... He... Oh, my God. You drink from my well, you'll never thirst again. No! If you get saved, God will bless you. If you live for God, he'll... How, all right, how can I do that? Go get your husband. Well, I don't... He uh, directly addressed her area of sin. Because that's the thing that's separating you. Not from church. Go get your husband. I don't got no husband. Huh. <laughs> Good answer. You trying to get one over on me. Cool. You're right. You don't have a husband. And the five you got now ain't yours. Oh, no. You got five husbands. I'm sorry. And the one you have now is not yours. She was like, oh, my God. Um, you must be a man. I perceive that you are a man of God. We just exchanged two sentences and you called me all the way out. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to go to Jesus church. Y'all better thank God for live because if he started church, you... you're right. You ain't got a husband. You got five and the one you with now ain't yours. Whoa. I don't want him to. I don't. I do not want Jesus to do that to me. Anybody else with me? Thank somebody right now before I continue. Thank God for grace and mercy right now. Just quiet ones are you self Ooh, why y'all quiet like you ain't got no sins no mistakes no struggles never mind i'm scared of quiet ones thank god for jesus sith continue will be jesus <laughs> he comes to directly address the sin issue that's the only reason why i'm here I ain't coming to play with y'all. I ain't coming to... What's up with that? Get that out your life. You good with him. Get that out your life. You good. Get that out your life. You that's, all he, that's all he's here for. Yeah, he does miracles. Yeah, he fed the 5,000. Yeah, but I'm here to get that out you. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's read some scriptures. Let's read some scriptures. Are y'all with me? It's going to get good. So let's get it. Y'all ready? Okay. Jesus came to settle the sin issue. Here it goes. It says, for the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many hmm. but even greater is God's wonderful grace and the gift of righteousness somebody say grace is greater, grace is greater. one more time say grace is greater. grace is greater for all who will receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man what's his name Jesus Christ everybody who receives Jesus will live in triumph where's it where's it at will live in triumph over sin if you receive jesus sin will not leave you but you'll have victory y'all quiet for some reason darkness will be in its place when i receive jesus i get power over it look at somebody say i'm over it i'm over it so i live a life of victory over it it still exists stop beating yourself up because you still got carnal thoughts Get excited that you got a chance to deny it. 
it got quiet and lit for some strange reason. When the same lustful thoughts come, when the same thoughts come, ooh, I got another opportunity to prove that I got power with God. Because my flesh wants to do it, but there's another thing in me, and he is the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit reign right now over this. Next time they text you with something crazy, say, I'm over it. What about tonight? Can we hook up? I'm over it. Ooh, y'all don't like this kind of text. Go in your DMs tonight and say, I'm over Everybody over it. Scream right now. Hallelujah. You have over, triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. If one man calls death to reign, one man will cause victory to reign, and he is Jesus. Here we go. Oh, is, this, is that the verse? Nope. Here we go, the next one. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice. I wish y'all could really see this. Through one act of righteousness of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life now available to all. One man's disobedient opened the door for all humanity to become sinners. So also one man's obedience opened the door for many to be made perfectly right with God. And acceptable. How can one man mess up all this for us and then one man gonna just make everything cool again to god you ain't god because we don't even call sin sin that's his perspective it's his rules so if he can make everybody sinners through one man he can make everybody righteous through one man it's his discretion and i thank god because it's easier for me to just follow christ instead of trying to follow rules So then, the next verse, so then the law was introduced into God's plan to bring the reality of human sinfulness out of hiding. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, I wish we could see that. I, I'll just keep saying it. The law was introduced into God's plan, right, to bring the reality to bring the reality of human sinfulness out of hiding. And yet, wherever sin increased, there was more than enough of God's grace. Y'all not with me tonight. To triumph all the more. King James says, where sin abound, grace much more abound. I like to say it like this. You cannot out -sin God's grace. Oh. And I'm not, that's not a challenge. I'm not asking you to try. But you can't out God's grace. So stop putting your head down when you mess up. It's so much grace to pick you up. There's more power in grace than power in sin. Well, watch this. Watch this. Where do you want me to go, God? So the law was introduced to God's plan to bring human sinfulness out of hiding. We as humans actually think we're good. They said, Jesus, good teacher. Hey, hey, why are you calling me good? There's only one good, and that's the Father. 
Jesus said, don't call me good, but we think we're good. Without Christ, there is no good in you. Uh, and, and everybody that's fighting with that now, I love it. Well, please, well, before I got saved, like, we'll talk about all that. But he, he, he introduced the law. Oh, so you think you're good? You think, you, you think you're a nice citizen of Eden, Adam? Or Moses or whoever? Oh, y'all think y'all? Okay. Well, how about this? Good to me means turn the other cheek when somebody slap you. So not walk your neighbor's dogs? No. That ain't good. So you think you're good? Do not covet. Don't want what everybody, don't want somebody else's stuff. I like this. Yeah, y'all want counterculture? Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you think you're good? Thou shall not lie. Have you ever lied? No. I mean, yeah. You lie answering the question. You think you're good? Let me show you my law. Let me show you what's good to me. And then we shrivel. Because the law is like, oh, because our righteousness now looks like filthy rags compared to what he calls good and right. So you can't afford to walk around thinking you're good and right outside of his way. Because a lot of people get frustrated in your own goodness. I did this for them and I, did you do it God's way or yours? Because you don't get a reward for your way. You get a reward for his way so take stress out of your life take pressure out of your life do it God be good his way come on man you're overextending yourself in the name of kindness and goodness because you're not following wisdom so now you're wore out in life and you're like God I'm there and now you're frustrated with God because you're so good stop following you and follow him I'm going to give you this law so that sin could just come out of He extracts sin with law. You don't think you bad. Huh? No, please. I pray. I, okay. How about this? Ah! I ain't going to go down the Ten Commandments. It's so hard. To God, they're sins. To God, they are sins. To God is a sin. Who came up with the word sin anyway? Humans? Who came up with what's right or wrong anyway? Us? No, God did. So if it's his law that's established, we can't afford to be like, well, that's a sin, but that's not. What did he say is wrong? Don't put his law into your feelings. Well, this ain't that bad because what did he say? It got quiet to my left. Let me come back over here with y'all. Yeah. What, what did he, he say? She say. We say. They say. What does... There you go. Oh, this is good. Okay, let, me, let me end this. No, not end this, but let me continue. <laughs> He's talking about the, the Jews. He says, I know what enthusiasm they have for God, 
but it's misdirected zeal. <laughs> you could have a zeal for God that's misdirected. Oh, I'm going to talk about that later because I got to get to a point. Oh, that is so good. So, so, so uh, they have a misdirected zeal. Why is it misdirected? For they don't understand God's way of making people right with himself. <laughs> Refusing to accept God's way, they cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. This is religious people. Oh, God. You got a zeal. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. You got all this zeal. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. Come on, clap your hands. Come on, stop your feet. You got all this energy misdirected. You don't love the neighbor you sit next to. You mean all the time. Okay. You got misdirected energy. Use that energy to forgive somebody. Why is quiet at live? Why is it quiet? You got all this energy to correct somebody, but no energy to forgive or love or be patient. Tell your neighbor, redirect your zeal. I said, redirect your zeal, Liz. Don't, hold, don't only have aggression and strength against. Have energy and zeal and compassion with. We got all this. If we're against something, it's a whole lot of aggression. But there's not a lot of aggressive love. Where's the aggressive love at? Where's the aggressive patience at? Where's the aggressive forgiveness at? You quick to slap somebody, but not quick to... Y'all, never mind. Misdirected zeal. And you wrap it up in religion and God, and everybody fears you, and everybody's scared of you, because you just mean, not because you got power. These bishops and... Oh, I'm sorry. I love every bishop. Thank you, bishops and apostles and... Ecclesia, the great Ecclesia. Ah. The Episcopal Bishop Tree of the Southern Diocese. So because you're mean, they fear you, and you see that as respect. You manipulate people who trust you with the word of God and with truth. Never mind. Huh? Yo, my heart bleeds for those who've been hurt, man. By leaders they trust in church, coming out of all the hell they've been through to try to get it right. They don't know what's what God, what does God want? With, and then they make you serve them. And they equal serving them to pleasing God. Well, how can I please God if I never met you, bruh? It ain't about you. 
Y'all ain't got to do nothing for me. You ain't got to do nothing for my wife. Y'all owe us nothing. You owe God everything. I ain't died for you. God, that shot. Jesus died for you. I ain't shed no blood. You don't owe me nothing. I appreciate your honor. I pre- you don't owe me nothing. Give, it, give that zeal to God. Serve him harder. Praise him harder. Worship him harder. Fast more. Live for him more. You ain't got to do more for us. Do more for him. I'm sorry, y'all. My heart bleeds, man. Pure people just trying to find the path to God. And they give the path to them or their church or their, their way. Bump y'all, man. Excuse me, I'm back. We are the church. Somebody say, I am the church. Say it again. I am the church. That's another t-shirt. Let's get that up next. I am the church. Refusing to accept God's way. Who's the way? Jesus. Well, God's way is Jesus. Jesus said, I am the way. Refusing to accept Jesus. They're talking, he's talking about the Jews in this. Read it on your own time. All right, it's Romans chapter 10. Start at verse 1. He said, I would to God that the Jews or the Israelites will, 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 will come into, you know, alignment with God. Refusing to accept Jesus, they cling to their own way. That's, that's the culture. Everybody that doesn't receive Christ aggressively dives into their own way. They aggressively dive into themselves. That's why their gifts are, whoa, they hone their gifts. They work out and their bodies are chiseled and they got operations and ah. And their gifts seem strong and their way, oh my God. And they, uh, they, Their way, their way seems so strong because they aggressively dive into it in their rebellion against Christ. Let's talk. I got a few more, y'all. Were y'all with me? So you refuse to receive Christ, so you're more aggressive in yourself and humanity and, and all the uh, extensions of God, like love and peace. Let's just say, no, Jesus is the way. But they're going to come up with so many inventions. Oh, I can't wait to get into this, man. So many inventions and ways to live good without Christ. That's how many in the church will be deceived. Because they're going to have a form of godliness. It's going to look like they're going to say Jesus. Because you know how churchy the church is. If they don't say Jesus, they're going to start saying Jesus, my wife told me. Many will say, I've cast, I prayed in your name. I cast out devils in your name. But he said, depart from me. So we, we're, we're suckers for the name. As long as they say Jesus, oh, they believe. No, the devil's going to deceive us by using what we believe to mislead us. That's why you have to know him. Look at your neighbors and say, got to know him, got to know him, got to know him. Woo, got to know him. Let me get y'all out of here. I know y'all ain't come here for this. Hallelujah. 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 One more. Hallelujah. So God, all right, it's nine o'clock. So, so God sends the law to extract sin because we think we're so good. 
right? If you're good, just keep these 10. Now, there was over 600 laws. By the time they got it to, 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 to the children of Israel, it was 10. God forbid if it was 600. We can't keep the 10. We can't keep the one. The Bible says if you're guilty of one, you're guilty of them all. Okay. Counterculture. This is what it's all about. God's way. Oh, we're going to thank God for grace by the end of this night. We're going to be like, thank you, Jesus, for grace. So he established the law, but the law was to expose the, the sin that's in us. But the Bible says, the next one, I got three scriptures here. I don't know how you're going to do it. Okay, cool. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. So the law is supposed to lead you to Christ. Yeah. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. I, I can't do I can't do that. I can't. Christ, help me. Thank you. I can do all things now. Now I can do all things through Christ is the end of the law. He's where the law ends up. I gave you the law to bring you to the end of yourself. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. Who can help me? Christ. He's the Savior. Christ ended the law. So that everyone who believes in him may be right with God. Notice Satan ain't nowhere in here. This ain't got nothing to do with you and Satan and God. It's between you. Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. The law can never make us right with the holy God. The law could not make us sinful people right. Let me get y'all out of here. 915, can I have 10 more minutes? Because right, this is, I'm so full. So, so the law could never make us right with the holy God. Sinful man, holy God. I can please you. I could do it. I could do it. Trust me, I could do it. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Oh, 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 oh. I can't please you, but through Christ. Okay. Christ is the end of the law. The Bible says the next one. For the law was given uh-huh, by Moses. But, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Joseph Prince says grace and truth is a person. So, so the law was given by Moses. I could, just th- I could give you the law and not be near you. I can give you the law and not be close to you. God gave the law from the mountaintop and we couldn't keep it. He said, that's not working. For some reason, they can't get it together. So he came. Grace and truth, y'all quiet, came. Anybody glad God met you where you were? Is anybody glad God came to the pit that we were? Is anybody glad that God is not intimidated by the pit that we got? Good God Almighty. Grace and truth came. Laws given, grace came. Grace and truth. God is, Jesus is more intimate. Jesus is more in tune with what we go through as humans. He put on flesh and said, whoa, this is a big deal, God. Let's give him grace. Let's give him mercy. 
Father, this is, he was tempted. I'm trying to slow down. He was tempted at all points like we are, yet without sin. He went back and sat next to the Father and said, it's kind of hard down there. I know why Moses messed up. I know why Adam messed up. I know why David messed up. I know why Elijah messed up. I know why all the prophets messed up. I know why. I know why. Let's give him grace. Let's give him mercy. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Oh, Shabaya. Woo. That's right. I'm jumping up and down over there. Grace and truth came. He didn't send any more messages. He came. Now we serve not a high priest that cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. I love that word feelings. He knows what our weaknesses or infirmities feel like because God understood it but he didn't know what it felt like because God was never flesh until Jesus came God put on flesh to see what it feels like to be lied on see what it feels like to be betrayed to see what it feels like to be tempted anybody grateful that Jesus took on our feelings now he knows what it feels like but that also means there's no excuse for us That means there's no excuse. If Christ can do it, you can do it. Yes, Through him. Okay, let me keep it moving. Well, I wish I could slow this down, but this is so good. Woo. 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 Everyone. Everyone who sins breaks the law. That's my last scripture, y'all. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact... Sin is lawlessness. When we sin, we act as if we have no law. Sin is lawlessness. The reason why we feel bad before, during, or after we sin is because we know there's a law saying don't do it. When we do it anyway, we remove law. And we do it anyway. What I mean by law, I don't mean the Ten Commandments. Yeah, I mean the word he's, because now he's written his law on our heads and in our hearts. Okay? So now you have a personal conviction. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the commandments. Okay? The, the, the personal don't do that. The personal, I, 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 you put that, you, you, you bypass that and function as if you were lawless. That's the world today. Lawless. They play the game by their own rules. I'm letting y'all go. That's good. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. I'm done. Let me break this down really quick. Jesus came as a result of sin. We went through that, right? Result of rebellion. As a result of sin. He says he came to destroy, I love this word, the works of the devil. Okay? Not the devil because he's not the point. 
Hold on, walk with me, walk with me, walk with me, walk with me. <laughs> he came to destroy the works of the devil. If you read Ephesians or Galatians, I believe, it says, now the fruit of the Spirit is love. Long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, kindness, faith. Yeah, without such things. So it says, that's the, that's the fruit or results of the Spirit. I'm done after this, y'all. Y'all gave me... Uh, Y'all give me 10 more minutes. It's 9-11. I got four more. Stop playing. The fruit of the Spirit, love, joy. It says, but now the works of the flesh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not the fruit of sin. It's the works of the flesh. Walk, walk with me. Walk with me for two seconds. Walk with me for two seconds. God hates sin because it's a work of the flesh. Not Satan. Satan is not the issue. Our flesh is. Walk with me. 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 There's therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after Satan. Satan ain't the issue. Flesh is. So if I get my flesh together. Okay, never mind. So Satan partners with our flesh. To bring sin into our lives. Satan teams up with our flesh. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust. So the enemy connects with the lust that you already have. You cannot sin unless Satan partners with something in your flesh. Which is why God says, consecrate yourself. Purify yourself. Clean yourself out so the enemy ain't got nothing to connect. Y'all quiet. Y'all quiet. Live don't want it. This is counterculture right here. Satan ain't the, the devil is busy. The de no, no, no. Your flesh is busy. This is what I like to shout off of. Y'all excuse me. The devil ain't busy. Your flesh is busy. If you get your flesh under subjection, the devil has no authority, no way in your life. It ain't about the devil and his power. He don't have no power unless our flesh lends it to him. Eve lended her flesh. Adam lended his members to her. It ain't about Satan's power. I keep messing up because the devil. No, because there's something in me that still wanted. Quiet. I expect the quietness. There's something in my flesh that still wants what's messing me up. We ain't about to sit here and talk about the devil and sin. He ain't got no power. If we got our flesh together, he ain't got no way in. If you lock the doors of your flesh, look at your neighbor and say, lock the doors. Tell somebody else, lock the door. It ain't God versus Satan. God versus your flesh. It's the Holy Spirit versus our flesh. No condemnation to them who walk not after the, walk not walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. Look at what's at odds: the spirit and the flesh. Not the spirit of Satan. You don't walk after the spirit of darkness. No, your flesh is the issue, because the spirit of darkness is going to exist. 
Satan is going to exist, but you defuse his power when you get your flesh under subjection. Look at your neighbor and say, get yourself together. No, flinch at him and say, get yourself together. Get your flesh together. Don't let your feelings rule you. Don't let your cravings rule you. Don't let your flesh rule you. Get darkness in its place. Satan has no power if we got our flesh together. Hallelujah! 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 Oh, powerful Satan this week by having dominion over yourself <laughs> like this I'm preaching to myself too I'm preaching with his aggression but I'm I'm like this gotta get it together I gotta get myself together good news is I don't have to do it by myself he's giving me his spirit to help me get myself that's why, that's why he came in the flesh to redeem us from the flesh. I'll go into that Sunday. We'll start there Sunday. That's why he came in the likeness of sinful flesh and forced him, condemned sin in the flesh. He had to do it in the flesh. He had to conquer the problem. Sin was not the problem. Flesh was. So, Father, tomorrow, this week, for the rest of our lives, well, let's just start with this weekend. Help us. Holy Spirit, fall fresh on us to give us victory, to subdue the earth. Let them subdue the earth. We're made from the dust of the earth. Subdue yourself. Help us to subdue the flesh so sin has no end with us. Jesus had ultimate authority over his flesh. That's why he was tempted at all points, but he never sinned. It's not about sin. It's about having temperance and control over your flesh. That's why fasting is healthy. It teaches your flesh you don't get everything you want every time you want it. I'm not going to put the church on a fast, but maybe you should do a three-day, 10-day, 7-day, 20-day. I don't know. Don't kill yourself. Follow wisdom. 
put yourself on a fast for a day. I'm not going to eat. Just, just the eating part and music and social media. Just so your flesh will be like, ah, what are you doing? That's right. Yeah. I'm over you, darkness. I'm over you. I don't care what you crave. I'm following. Y'all quiet for some reason. Let your flesh be like, what are you doing? That's right. I got to practice my authority over you or I will forever be bound by you. Father, we thank you for power, strength, wisdom, and ultimately your spirit was not by might nor by power, but it's by your spirit. Somebody say, fill me up. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.